today's headline. Family's Christmas miracle was avoiding a plane crash. Welcome everyone. This is Headline with your host, Katrina Koenig. Wow, does it ever feel good to be back? I took a break from uploading the past few weeks because I was traveling a bunch, but I will resume posting weekly for the month of September. Speaking of which, happy September. This is one of my favorite months of the year because I love fall and September 16th is my birthday. Very exciting. Anyway, I hope you all are doing well. Thanks for tuning into another episode. If you haven't listened to my first two episodes of Headline, I highly recommend them. In the first one, I talk about traveling to Yellowknife at 18 years old to work as a news reporter with very little journalistic experience. In the second one, I talk about how I survived cadet survival camps for two summers with minimal supplies. Today, I'm going to be talking about traveling. In July, my family and I drove to Halifax for a week. A month later, I spent 15 days in British Columbia, in Vancouver and Penticton, visiting with family. I was home for two days and then spent three days in New York City for a Harry Styles concert. The whole time I was away from my podcast, I was thinking about what episode topic to return with. All the driving and flying this summer had me remembering some past travel experiences. This leads me to today, where I'll be diving into a nightmare Christmas flight in 2017, and this past July with the drive home from Halifax, specifically. My sister Sophie and I have been going to BC for a few summers. My aunt lives in Vancouver, and my grandparents live in Penticton. We would often spend a few days in Vancouver and drive to Penticton to spend the rest of our trip with our Oma and Opa, or vice versa. I discovered some journal entries from 2014 and 2015 on my notes app that I wrote during the drive from Vancouver to Penticton, which I will also be sharing today. The five-hour drive was obviously a very big deal for me. They're pretty funny, considering I was 11 and 12 at the time of the entries. I'll start this episode with what this podcast headline is centered around. The worst flight I've ever been on. It was Christmas 2017, and my sisters and I had just been surprised with a trip to visit my stepdad's parents in Halifax, Nova Scotia, over winter break. We were given a list of things to pack, and we had to leave the house at a certain time to catch the flight. Now, we had done a trip to Halifax before, but we drove, and I was much younger, so I don't remember it well. We are also a family of six, so the flights are expensive no matter where we go. We don't go on big trips often, let alone fly. This was a big deal. We had a direct flight from Ottawa to Halifax. I sat next to my youngest sister, Leah, who was six at the time. She had never been on a plane before. A couple rows ahead of us were my mom, Sophie, my other sister Zoe, eight at the time, and my stepdad. Zoe had also never been on a plane before. To continue setting the scene, my stepdad hates flying. Hates it. And Sophie gets extremely motion sick, and she is terrified of heights. So there was a good mix of excitement and nerves. 
Now, the flight from Ottawa to Halifax isn't very long. It's under two hours. We probably boarded sometime around noon, and it started off like a normal flight. I let Leah have the window seat, and it was fun to watch her reaction as we took off. A little girl sat behind us, and I overheard her ask the person next to her if we were in the stars. As we got closer to Halifax, the wind picked up. Everyone was being tossed around in their seats. The plane was banking, elevating, descending, the pilot trying to get us out of the turbulence. It went on for a long time. I remember everything in flashes. I was holding a barf bag over Leah's face. The little girl behind us who asked about the stars threw up on herself and the floor. I don't remember being scared we were going to crash until we tried to land. I think I was too focused on keeping Leah calm and making sure she didn't throw up. We got close enough to the tarmac, the plane's wheels must have only been a few feet off the ground. But it was so windy that the second we tried to touch down, the plane jerked and tipped to one side. It seemed like it almost scraped the tarmac, just the one wing. The pilot pulled us back into the air quickly, and we circled over the Halifax airport for a while. For today's episode, I asked my sisters what they remembered from this moment of the flight. Leah said she was really scared. She remembers running up the aisle to sit with our mom. She definitely remembers the girl throwing up behind us. She said she really wanted to go to Halifax, so the flight was worth it, but she wants a better flight next time. Zoe recounted that she was sitting in the window seat next to my stepdad. At some point, the flight attendant gave her cold, wet cloth because she had a headache from the sudden changes in pressure. When the turbulence was really bad, she cried, and she remembers her dad, my stepdad, crying too. He even sent a text to his parents, telling them he loved them. Zoe remembers, while hovering over the Halifax airport, that the pilot said we were going to Montreal because we were running out of gas. It was very scary, she said. Sophie, who was 11 at the time of the flight, told me that even though she had gravel in her system and anti-nausea medication, it was, quote, doing its best. (laughs) She said she remembers plugging her ears so she didn't have to listen to people throwing up, leaning over and gripping the armrest for her life, begging the plane not to crash. To recap, at this point, we had flown from Ottawa to Halifax, attempted to land, circled above the Halifax airport, and then flew to Montreal. The pilot did make an announcement saying we could not land in Halifax due to the high winds, and that we had to fly to Montreal because we did not have enough fuel to continue circling for much longer in case we could not land in Halifax. When we landed in Montreal, everyone clapped. I've seen posts online of people making fun of others who clap when the plane lands. I think it's kind of funny too. But when we all landed safely after that intense flight, the plane erupted in applause. In Montreal, my mom and stepdad were debating whether to rent a car and drive home or to stay at a hotel for the night in Montreal. The airline gave us all meal vouchers. I think they were only $15 to $25 each. There's nothing like Tim Hortons to apologize for a traumatic flight. 
Now, I thought I remembered flying from Montreal to Halifax, but Sophie, Zoe, and Leah swear that we flew back to Ottawa and then to Halifax again. So I'll go off their memories. As we were deciding what to do in Montreal, our names were called to a gate for a flight to Ottawa. I remember our names being called for a flight to Halifax, but either way, we got on another plane. Once back in Ottawa, we eventually boarded another plane to another direct flight to Halifax. Since the airline was the one organizing all of these flights, when we boarded this plane, all six of us were separated. None of us were sitting next to each other, and Sophie was all the way at the back of the plane. After the awful flight from earlier, we really wanted to stick together. I remember being boarded on the plane, standing in the aisle. My stepdad asked us if we really wanted to do this. While we wanted to go to Halifax to visit our nanny and poppy, we were scared. He turned around to have us exit the plane, but the pilot stopped us to talk to him. The pilot assured us that the wind speed had gone down and that other planes were currently landing in Halifax. Zoe told me that the pilot seemed to have a Newfoundland accent, which is where my stepdad was born, so he must have taken a liking to him. We all got moved up to first class to sit together and arrived with minimal turbulence in Halifax just after 1 a.m. on Boxing Day. That flight may play a part in why the next time the whole family traveled to Halifax, we drove. It's a little over 14 hours straight. This story is only from two months ago. It had been five years since I'd been to Halifax to visit my nanny and poppy. The drive there was fine. We split it up in two days. The trip itself was really nice, and it was great to see our East Coast family. The drive home was a push for everyone. First, we decided to leave earlier than we had originally planned. Also, traveling during summer vacation meant that we couldn't find many options for hotel rooms on the way home. My stepdad always drives the entire trip, and he decided to do the drive home in one day. This way, we wouldn't have to worry about finding a place to stay, and we could all get the drive over with. Now, We used to be a van family when Zoe and Leah were little, but we don't have a van anymore. The only vehicle that fits all of us is a truck. It has a seat in between the driver and passenger and three seats in the back. It's a bit of a squeeze. Zoe and Leah alternate who sits in the front and back middle on the way to and from. For everyone being cramped for so long as the kids in the car, Zoe and Leah do pretty well. They only fight occasionally about pushing on the other person's seat, someone's hand being on the headrest, or someone's head blocking the view out the window. We were able to have Wi-Fi in the truck and Jolly Ranchers to suck on, so that kept everyone mostly entertained. Since my stepdad drove the whole time, his main priority was staying awake and getting home before dark. This meant a lot of the time he had his window open to blow air on his face, which meant I was getting highway speed wind on my face too, sitting directly behind him. This is why I didn't sleep much either. To also stay awake, his drink of choice was Red Bull. I don't remember why I had never seen him drink an energy drink before, but this detail is important. You see, I am of legal drinking age in Canada. 
I know my grandparents are listening to this episode, and I promise I drink responsibly, but just two weeks before the Halifax trip, I threw up from drinking too much for the first time. This should be a lesson to everyone of legal drinking age. Please count your drinks, pace yourself, eat, and drink water. It was horrible, especially because I was doing tequila shots and I did one Jager bomb that was one too many. Jager bombs are made of Red Bull and the liquor Jager. Not only will I never be able to drink tequila, Jager, or Red Bull again, but the smell of any of these sends my stomach into a frenzy. Let me remind you, I was sitting behind my stepdad in a car for over 14 hours, smelling an open can of Red Bull, the wind blowing it in my face. It did not get easier as the time passed. That is definitely one way to learn your lesson on drinking responsibly. Trust me, I learned. A 14-hour drive is a long time, so my stepdad wanted to make as little stops as possible. This is why I hardly drank any liquids during the car ride so that I wouldn't have to ask for a bathroom break. My sisters did the same. We knew the drill. I think we only did two or three breaks. For lunch, we stopped for 15 minutes at a picnic table to eat already prepared sandwiches and we skipped dinner just to save time. I got home just after 8 p.m. with nothing but half a sandwich and a few chips in my stomach. I was ravenous, nauseous, and so unbelievably hangry. I didn't have any meals at my apartment, so I got a pizza. I ate it so fast, I hardly even tasted it. I've been a part of a few long drives the past two months. 14 hours to and from Halifax, five hours between Vancouver and Penticton, seven and a half hours to and from New York City. Driving home from Halifax makes for the most entertaining story. Even with all of those long drives, now that I'm older, I don't get bored as easily. Also, reading in the car makes me sick, so I spend a lot of time listening to music, sleeping, talking, and looking out the window, even for seven, eight, or 14 hours. Now, a five-hour drive doesn't seem as endless as it used to. Those five hours from Vancouver to Penticton in BC used to drag on. In the journal entries that I found on my notes app, I complain a lot. You can really tell I was reading dork diaries at the time of these journal entries. I use a lot of uppercase words, exclamation points, and expressions. I have four entries to read for you all today. I title this series, Car Rides. July 15th, 2014. End of our BC vacation, 2014. And the start of our five-hour car ride home. It's currently 9.03 a.m. and we left an hour ago. Four more hours to go. Yay. It took me half an hour to drink hot chocolate from Tim Hortons because, like always, they make it way too hot. And even though I added milk, I don't like boiling hot things in my mouth. And my teeth are sensitive. So I couldn't trust myself enough to take a sip. 
Tanta Jackie had to sip it first to make sure that, one, it wasn't poisonous, and two, it wouldn't burn my mouth off. It was perfect, and now it's gone. Sigh. This is going to be a long trip. My iPad mini battery better last. Sigh. Bye. Oh, jeez. Okay. July 15th. Later. Three hours to go. I'm fine, except Opa is playing rock, country music, and some weird language really loud, and I mean really, really loud. Help. I'm trying to sleep with calm, relaxing music playing in my headphones. Wish me luck. Bye. I'm going to interrupt between entries here to offer some explanation. My Opa is German, and he loves country music and upbeat German, like, dance, rave music. It looks like, on this drive, he was really blasting it. July 15th, a few minutes later. Two hours and 57 minutes to go. More German country music, at full volume. Yay. We just stopped at the snack, free Wi-Fi bathroom place thing. It's really high in the air, though. My ears, ah... It's so high and really cold that the clouds are super low. I'm tired, cold, bored, and feeling sick. I'm such a complainer. Bye. July 25th, 2015. So this is a year later than the entries that I just read. Well, well, well. Guess who's back in BC driving to Penticton again? Whoop-dee-doo. It's not too bad so far, I guess. All right, let me explain. So on the 22nd, we flew out to Vancouver where Tanta Jackie, my aunt, is living right now. We spent two full days there doing super fun things like the aquarium, the mall, and riding on a sky train. And I have a massive case of jet lag. Whoop-dee-doo. Last night, after a long day at the mall, I was ready to sleep. But no movie time. A two-hour-long movie. Waking up at 5.30 this morning to leave for Penticton, five and a half hours of sleep last night, six hours on Thursday, I feel disgusting. I'm so tired. But Billy is taking up all the room in the back seat with her little taxi. There are zero comfortable positions to sleep. Looks like I'll be on my iPad for a while. My eyes don't like this. The Tim Hortons hot chocolate isn't sitting well. Hashtag not feeling well. Erg. Bye. I won't drag on the journal entries, even though I have a couple more. The next one is pretty long, and I spend the whole time complaining about Sophie almost throwing up next to me after getting too motion sick in the mountains. Sorry, Sophie. I hope sharing those was entertaining for you all. I think they're so funny. The way that I complain about my aunt's cat, Billy, taking up all the room in the seat next to me, and the amount of concern I have for my iPad battery and use. On that note, those were all the travel experiences I wanted to highlight for today's episode. From a terrifying Christmas flight to a long, nauseous drive home from Halifax, thank you all again so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a good laugh out of my misfortunes and the notes app journal entries. 
and I will see you all next week for another headline.